Hello and welcome to the First Prez Mommy podcast, the show for people on the go who like to stay in tune with the conversations at our church. Today, Pastor Jason Armstrong starts the new year with Mark 2, 1-22. Jesus speaks with authority and performs miracles the people had never seen before. How do you respond to Jesus' authority? Let's hear today's message. This week, my wife saw some videos that were posted from a a person I went to school with years ago on social media. He posted some videos on social media, and they were a little strange, a little weird, nothing too bad, but a little weird. And she came to me, and she's like, who is this person? (laughs) And I looked at it, and I recognized the person, even though I hadn't seen him for a long, long time. And strangely enough, looking at this person helped in my sermon preparation today. Because I had a memory, you know, you you know people, especially from school, and there's certain things that come to mind right away about them. And one of the things I remembered about this, this guy was he continually rebelled against authority. Teachers, principals, whoever was an authority at the time, he would somehow rebel against them. Maybe it was something small, maybe a word said, maybe it was actions, but that happened. And as I was thinking about him and and this rebellion, I thought, you know, those are the people you tend to remember from school, right? You probably can think of some some people that uh, you remember, probably remember their names even, even if it was from a long time ago. But as I was thinking about that, I also thought, well, you know, maybe we've got some rebels in the room ourselves. Or, any of, or maybe some of you were that kid. <laughs> Regardless, what that made me think about was authority. And the point that came to my mind was the, the greater the authority somebody has in your life, the more it requires a response when they teach or correct, when they're giving you a direction. You know, you think when you're young and you've got teachers and you've got principals and parents and other adults who have authority. The greater the authority, the greater the demand response is required. And of course, we think about this with, with Christ as we get into our, our scripture for today. Christ is the ultimate authority over heaven and earth. So when Christ acts, when Christ moves, when Christ speaks... When Christ has his, the divine authority, we are required to respond. Required to respond to Jesus' authority. And we'll see in our text this morning that there's a variety of ways that Christ is responded to, that authority is responded to by people. So you all have a job to do this morning as well as mine up here. As we're going through the story, you haven't read it, it's a long text. We won't be going through all of that. But through it, you'll see different people and different responses. And think about your own life and where you've been. Maybe you've matched up with some of these people. Or maybe you can say, yeah, I'm in this person's place right now in the story, how they react to authority. Because when Jesus speaks and acts, it is amazing, as we'll see in the text. His divine authority demands a response. So Jesus has returned to Capernaum 
We've got a, a quick map here to show us where Capernaum is. It's in the northwest corner of the Sea of Galilee. It's the word in red there. You can see that. He has just said and done some incredible things in chapter 1, as we talked about last week. In verse 15, he declares, the kingdom as God is near. Repent and believe the good news. This kingdom of God is near. It's being ushered in by the person of Christ. And he goes about proving this and showing this authority in, in many different ways. He drives out demons. He heals people. Scripture tells us he preaches and teaches and does so with a unique authority. In Mark 1, 22, it reads, The people were amazed at his teaching because he taught them as one who had authority, not as the teachers of the law. And this word authority, it's an important word to remember. The word is exousian. Divine authority means divine authority granted to Jesus as Messiah. So pay attention to that idea of authority. We'll see it come up later in our text this morning. Now we enter into our scene for today. Jesus has returned to Capernaum. He's at a home there. Many commentators believe that this was the home of the disciple Peter. And with all that's been going on in the region, all the things he's been doing that we read about in chapter 1, He's pretty, getting pretty well known. People are following him from place to place, seeking him out. It hasn't helped any that right at the end of chapter 1, he heals a man with leprosy and he tells the man, don't talk about this to anyone. But the man responds differently. And I, I just put this up there, Mark 1.45, because I find it almost amusing in his response. Instead of not going and telling about Jesus, instead he went out and began to talk freely. He spread the news about Jesus. Now Jesus could no longer go out openly because he was known. People wanted to be with him and see him. So this man who taught with authority, this man with power and divine weight, this man who could drive out demons, this man who has healed, this man who teaches differently than anybody else with this divine authority, he's at Peter's house. So you can imagine the conversations between people. Jesus, the one we've heard about, he's over at Peter's house. We've got to go over there and see him. Well, other people were thinking the same thing. Like I, I thought about, you know, younger days when people would have parties house, at their house and maybe they would invite a friend or two. And then that friend or two would invite a friend or two. And all of a sudden this gathering that was supposed to be three, five people turned into 50 and all of a sudden the porch was full. Some of you might remember those days. But before he knew it, Peter's house was full. The house was crowded. Houses in Palestine in those days, large ones would hold about 50 people. So people are kind of pouring outdoors. They're pushed up against windows. Maybe there's some people sitting on the window sills, window ledges. There wasn't room outside the door, and I'm sure even more people were starting to come. And inside it says Jesus is preaching. He's speaking. He's announcing the word, it says, the Logan, which means a divine expression or word, speaking the word of God to these people who have gathered. And maybe 
speaking similarly to the way he did at the synagogue, teaching and declaring again, the kingdom, of, the kingdom of God is near. Repent and believe the good news, as he said in chapter 1. In the midst of this th- scene, a group of men come to the house. Four of them carrying a paralyzed man on a mat. I can imagine their excitement. They've heard of this man who has the authority to heal. He has the authority to drive out demons. Certainly he can heal our friend. Let's take him there. And then they they get there, they have this hope, they have this belief that that is real, that he can heal this man. And they get there and they can't get in the house. House is full. Imagine they could see Jesus through the window, preaching, teaching, speaking divine. Imagine they could hear Jesus' voice, even if maybe the, the view was obscured at this point, they could hear the teaching, the authority of Jesus. They knew he was there. And they knew that they had to get their friend in front of him right now. We can't wait. We can't wait till later. More people are going to come. What about if they leave and there's a crowd and we can't get to him? So how are we going to get around this obstacle? It's a pretty big one. Hard to carry a man on a mat through a crowded room. The answer is, let's go on the roof, that picture we just had up earlier. So most, of that, most houses in that time, they had a, a ladder or a staircase on the side of the house so that it'd be easy to go up and repair the roof so you could go up in the summertime and enjoy some of the cool breeze at night. But these roofs were made out of clay and branches and they were rolled so they were hard. Now these good guys believed they were motivated that the solution to get their friend in front of Jesus was to rip apart the roof. So they began breaking it up, right? Scripture tells us right above where Jesus is speaking, tearing pieces of clay and branch, digging through it. You can imagine that there's pieces of debris starting to fall on people, starting to fall on Jesus. Pieces on the floor. As I was imagining the scene in my head, I just as a really simple example, have you ever had to put a hole in your ceiling at home? Maybe you're putting a light or making a repair. Drywall alone, when you cut through it, it makes a mess. Or if you have an older home and you're cutting through lath and plaster, you know the difficulty of cutting and things going everywhere, debris everywhere. And one of my fa- family's favorite stories now is at one point, uh, 10 years, 15 years ago or so, I was up in the attic and I made a wrong step over the, over the dining room and went through the ceiling. One foot, then the other foot, that was a mess. But you can imagine the debris and just things falling down. And all of a sudden, you look up and through all that, you see a face. Then you see a man lying on a mat. Then you see the man lowered through the ceiling right in front of Jesus and all that chaos. So just for a moment of fun, let's, let's take a moment of speculation. This isn't in scripture, but it's just fun to think about. 
So these men are digging through the roof. You're, you're hearing all the sounds, all the commotion, the light coming in, the things falling. Jesus sees them lowering his friend in front of him. I wonder in your, in your mind, what, do you, what look do you think is on Jesus' face right now? What do you think Jesus is thinking? That's a lot of motivation. I'm sure he's not just thinking about, you know, Peter's got a problem with his roof now. <laughs> it's a big deal. Sense of urgency that they're showing. Something special is happening here. But while that's complete speculation, we do know what the scripture says. And here's what we do know about this text. That these men had been transformed from the inside. Showing it in a visible way. It says Mark 2.5, the first part of Mark 2.5. When Jesus saw their faith. This word faith here is a big word. It's piston. It's a very important word. It communicates that these men have been acted on divinely. The Spirit has acted on them. I want to make a little bit of a leap, but I I believe that they heard Jesus' words as he was preaching the divine. He was preaching the word of God. Because when the word of God goes out, spiritual things happen. Transformation takes place. And I believe these men were transformed in that way. They didn't just now think, well, we believe Jesus can heal. We hope he can heal. We'll take that chance. They now knew. They had the faith it's divinely inspired that Jesus would heal. And when the man stands laying in front of them, he does a curious thing. He's here for healing, obviously. Stand. That's why he's there. But Jesus doesn't do that first. First, he forgives his sins. He knows that this is a more important part. This is the eternal. This is spiritual. That needs to be dealt with first. You know, in the end of our, our time, in verse 22 in that passage, it talks about new wineskins. You have to have a new wineskins before you can pour wine into them, the new wine into them. That's where we're seeing here, I think. The man is forgiven so he can be filled with the Holy Spirit. He can see that the kingdom of God coming near in Christ You know, the men who were, had faith, the men who were divinely persuaded, they were doing their thing. They were motivated. They had to get their friend in, friend in front of Christ. Jesus forgives his sin, heals his spirit. But we also have the scribes in the room. The scribes have witnessed all this. They're observing what's going on. And it says they're thinking. This word thinking means to deliberate, to to revolve in one's mind. It even means that one confused mind is interacting with another confused mind. So these men aren't quite new wineskins yet. They're still old wineskins. They're trying to figure out what's going on here. Why does this fellow talk like that? Doesn't he realize he's blaspheming? The most serious charge that results in death by stoning, blasphemy, saying that you have an attribute of God, you are the divine. You claim majesty, an authority that belongs only to God. 
And of course, they knew the law of Moses. They knew that only God could heal or God could forgive sin. And there's two verses quickly that I wanted to show you to kind of get a flavor of that, what these men, these scribes would know. Psalm 103 is one, 103, 11 through 12, talking about God. For as high as the heavens are above the earth, so great is his love for those who fear him. As far as the east is from the west, as far as he removed, God removed our transgressions, our sins from us. And this is prescribed directly in Leviticus chapter 16. Lord get, the Lord gives Moses this instruction. And I'm serving the day of atonement, the day at the temple where people would all come to have their sin forgiven once a year. Leviticus 16.30. Because on this day of atonement will be made for you to cleanse you. Then before the Lord you will be clean from all your sins. So the scribes knew these things. They knew what was, what has been, what the law says. But now they're confused. Now they're deliberating. They're seeing what's happening. They're seeing that that something new is here. Something divine is here. What do we do with this kingdom of God that's coming near? What do we do with this direction to repent and believe? And Jesus knows what the scribes are thinking. You know, you've seen how I've healed people. You've seen how I've cast out demons. You've heard that I teach with authority that is divine. So are these things that I've done, these healings, these demon, releasing demons, teaching, is this not hard? But I suppose if I say your sins are forgiven to this paralytic man, maybe that seems easy because you don't see a difference in him. You can't see it, you can't touch it, but forgiveness has happened. Eternity has happened. But so that you know that I have authority that is divine, I'll do what's even harder in your eyes. I'm going to heal this man. I'm going to tell him to get up and walk and take his mat and go home. So that's just what he does. He tells the man to get up, pick up your mat, and go home. And the man did that. Walked right out of that house in front of everyone. Walked through the debris and the dust, the physical manifestation of his friend's faith. He walks by the the light coming through the roof that was just opened. He walks out that door. And I'm going to bet that he walked out that door and did the same thing the leper that was healed did earlier. And he walked out and he proclaimed the good news of Jesus Christ. Told everyone he knew about how he healed him. How he was a new wineskin filled with new wine. And Mark 2.12 says, This amazed everyone. And they praised God saying, We have never seen anything like this. This word amazed is a word that means removed from a fixed position. I imagine it's a physical word. You know, if you get amazed, you're kind of in shock, you kind of move back. But I think there's also something spiritual and eternal about that movement that happens when you're amazed, when you're in the presence of the divine. People who were witness Jesus' divine authority that day, they certainly were affected by it. 
The scribes, those who doubted Jesus, their position was moved, they're confused. Maybe they, earlier they thought they stood firm on what they knew, now it's like, I'm not so sure anymore. Something new is happening here. I can't explain what it is, but I've never seen anything like this. I've never seen anything like this. Remember, the kingdom of God is near through Jesus Christ. Repent and believe the good news. And as we briefly touch on the remainder of our text today, we continue to see Jesus' authority, his divine authority in action. We continue to see people's faith acted on, being divinely persuaded. People who are amazed by Jesus and Jesus' authority. We got Levi, who's called by Jesus to follow him. He's divinely persuaded. He stands up, answers that call. Just like Simon and Andrew and James and John did, other disciples in chapter 1, come and follow me. You don't do that without divine persuasion, without recognizing Jesus' authority. We see the Pharisees questioning Jesus on why he would eat at Levi's house with a sinner, eat with him alone, tax collector, and other sinners. He's eating with them, he's socializing with them, reclining with them in relationship and fellowship. Why do you eat with them? Sinners. People who have continually broken the law, people who have continually turned their back on God, and Jesus responds in divine authority and responds in an amazing way. Mark 2.17 It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. I have not come to call righteous the righteous, but sinners. And the righteous here is referring to those who see themselves as righteous. They pride themselves on virtues and following rules, even if they've made them up for themselves. But the sinner part, on all sense, all people are sinners. Jesus is saying, you, need a, you know when you need a doctor. You know when you're sick. Repent and believe the good news. In the sense we would all be in that room with Levi. Jesus is here for repentance, not judgment. So Jesus' authority demands a response. It is amazing because it is divine and is the ultimate authority. We are impacted We are impacted by that authority as ones who know we need a doctor. We know that we all sin and fall short of God's glory, as it says in in the scriptures. We'd all be in Levi's house. So the question I, I leave you with this morning in my closing is, where do you respond to Jesus' authority? Where do you respond in it? If you're placing yourself in the text today, where, where do you see yourself? Do you respond like a Pharisee where you're sure of the way things are? Even when the divine interacts with you, it's like, I'm standing firm, I can save myself. I'm good, I know the rules, I followed them, I stand firm. Are you like the scribes who think you know the way things are, but you're starting to see this Jesus, this divinity, and you're questioning what's going on in the world and in your life. 
would say confused minds with other confused minds talking together. Maybe you're with your friends trying to figure things out. Maybe you're a, like the people hanging out with Jesus, the sinners, you know you need a doctor. You know you need healing. You know Jesus' authority is the only one who can truly change that, who can turn you into a new wineskin, as we talked about earlier in the scripture. Maybe you're like the paralytic's friends. You've been divinely persuaded. You're filled with the Holy Spirit and you're ready to go in action. Maybe not tearing apart people's roofs, but who knows? But you're ready to go. You're ready to do something in Jesus' name. And maybe you're like the paralytic man who was healed, both spiritually, physically. He's been forgiven. And Jesus is saying, Go, pick up your mat. Walk out this door. Go out into the world in the wake of my authority and spread the good news. So if you haven't done so, I, if you haven't been divinely persuaded, I pray that today the Holy Spirit acts on you and you are. Submit to the amazement of Jesus' authority. And to those who have submitted to Jesus' authority, those who have been divinely acted on, I pray that one thing that we do is we continue to be amazed by Christ and his authority. We don't let it become something regular and mundane. It's the authority of all. Continue to be amazed by that. Live our lives with that determination to do God's will in response to the kingdom of God near in the person of Jesus Christ. We hope you've enjoyed our First Pres Mommy podcast. Learn more about our church at our website, firstpresmommy.org. Have a great week.